0: Welcome to another edition of The Word. The Word with Jeff and Ron We're so glad that you're with us today. We are really excited to be here too, today. Um, we had a pretty good time. We just got back from Disney World yeah, and that, others.
1: Yeah. I, we had not done a family vacation in, really, in years. And um, it, actually, even before having grandkids, that we all went. And mm-hmm. I had said a year ago, I said, we're going to do a family vacation And uh, you know, we, I said we're gonna we're gonna plan this thing, we're gonna save for this thing. I even found scripture verse. Listen, if you want a vacation, find scripture verse on it. I said, Lord, I want, I need money for this vacation. Oh, I was. I I said, God did it. He did it. Yeah. This is what happened. So I said, God, you love, you enjoy seeing the prosperity of your people. So Lord, I call in prosperity for a trip, and I, you know, you get in that mindset where you kind of go. You know, money could go for other things and stuff, but I said, no, nope, this is for a trip, and and God was faithful and brought it in, and we had the best time. And it
0: was a bit of a celebration, too.
1: It was. So, let me, I want to give you a praise report, um, because we didn't get to talk about it before our trip, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, as, as most of you know, if you've, if you've been following along with us, and you know that... Um, we've been believing for healing in my body, and I uh, had found out and it was it was just by the grace of God to find out that there was an issue going on in my body. And um, I had uh, had to go see a, a cancer care specialist, and we've been monitoring some numbers in my system. and of course, they always tell you the, the worst, you know, most horrific news. You know, and that it's, you know, bone marrow and all this kind of stuff. And he said, But what we're going to do with these numbers is we're going to just monitor you every six months. You're going to get blood work done and we'll sit down and we'll talk and we'll go from there. Right. So, six months ago, I made, you know, I went in, saw him. He's like, Nothing has changed. I'll see you again in six months. And um, so, I had made the appointment for just a couple of days before our trip. And you had asked me, or yeah, you asked me six months ago, you said, why did you make this appointment like just a couple of days before we leave, uh, you know, for our family vacation? And I said these words, I said, because it's going to be a celebration vacation. Amen. I know, beyond a shadow of a doubt, in six months, before we go on this trip, I'm going to sit down with, this, with, with my doctor and I'm going to get a good report. And I'm. we're going to go and we're going to celebrate. Part of this vacation is going to be a celebration of a good report. So a week before the vacation, I go in, I get all my blood work done. And then here we are just you know, a couple of days out from leaving. And I go in and I sit down with the doctor and he pulls up his computer and he starts to look and he goes, oh, he said, well, your numbers have gone down a little bit. And I shot up my arms like this. I was so excited. I just shot them up like this. He never even looked at me, but he he saw that I did a, did it out of the corner of his eyes. And he's still on his computer. and goes, "Well, it's nothing you've done," uh, and well, and I he's said, "Partly
0: right. He's partly wrong.
1: Exactly." Yeah. And because we had talked about that, is there something I could do to you know like change diet, nutrition, office, that kind of thing, diet, yeah. nutrition, exercises, <clears throat> right. is there, medication, all this, and there was nothing. And um, unless, it, you know, when it got to the point and then he talks about what we'd have to do. But I got so excited and he just went on talking and then I said to him, I said, can you print the report for me? I want the actual numbers and I want the numbers because... I want to see how it's gone down and I need to see how much more we're going to pray and confess over this so that it gets God's, to zero.
0: God's working at work and and I think the numbers are in half cut in half.
1: Almost almost cut in half. Yeah. And so pretty, pretty we awesome. so we go on this trip and I'm excited. I'm like we are celebrating on this trip. And so we're getting ready to go to Disney World and we're getting, i was getting ready in the morning and all of a sudden i thought of how when you go to disney you can go and you get th- those free buttons and says like first time visitor or um it'll say um uh you know happy birthday kind of a thing ah. and i said lord i <clears> want <throat> i want a pin i said but you know uh what you know what am i going to put on there and i remember then that they do celebration pins. And it just says, I'm celebrating. And then you tell them and they write it in what you're what you're writing. And all of a sudden, I just start crying as I'm getting ready. And I said, God, I'm here to celebrate my good report. So I go in and I get my little button and it says, I'm celebrating. And I told the man behind the counter, I said, I want you to write good report. And so he's like, Okay, didn't ask me any questions kind of thing, so he wrote it in. So all day long, I wore this button that just said, I'm celebrating, celebrating a good report. Amen. Because six months earlier, that's what I was confessing. Amen. And I was confessing almost every day. Every time we talked about the vacation, well, we, every we time— were confessing.
0: Right. Together, Bible says the power of two in agreement, and we believe in that, and that's what that's we're right. doing. We're yes. Not that you weren't doing it on your own, no. but we were doing it together we, as a, as you a team. You had come
1: up, and I'm so grateful, honey. You had come up with <clears throat> a confession. It had all the Scripture verses on it. It had a confession, and every day we would sit down and we would read the Scripture verses together. We had a confession um, after each Scripture verse that we said, and we were confessing over my body for those numbers to go down. So Ma'am. it wasn't, I mean, when I said, you know, for for the six months, as we were doing this together, as I was confessing over my own body, as I was declaring, I'm, cel- I'm going to be celebrating a good report. Um, you know, I just knew, I was just confident that God, you know, is going to do what he says that he's going to do. do. And what we he says that. and what he's already done for us 2000 years ago. So I was so excited. So I got to wear my bun. There you go. I'm celebrating a good <laughs> report. And I'm going to maybe I should just I should just wear that around around Milwaukee. I don't know. I probably well, look a little strange, but I'm I'm still celebrating my good report. And I just wanted to say that for you. I want to encourage you miracle. too, mm-hmm. because, you know, the doctors are going to say, well, it's nothing you're doing but there is a part that you need to do. You need to do what you can do in the natural so that God can take his supernatural and just explode that thing and begin to believe Amen. again. If you want a vacation, begin to confess over your life, begin to confess over your finances, begin to declare those those things. God, you love I'm your child and you love That's when right. I'm happy. So to, you know start speaking over that A report for your body. Start declaring and celebrating. You might not be feeling good today, but you can still celebrate through that uh, there are so many times make you know, yourself
0: a cake I mean you know celebrate get some candles and uh, just pretend it's a, a very special day and and because it is it that's really good, really that's is That's a good idea yeah just just do it on your own not everybody can go to Disney World you know no no so, no, no, no.
1: But, I'm saying you just begin to celebrate no matter how you're yeah. feeling today say no this is a day I'm gonna celebrate this is a day that I'm gonna declare my good report and my celebration and yeah make plans make plans and say mm-hmm. you know what on this day we're going to have a party and it might only be a party for one, but we are going to party hard and and celebrate what God is doing, has done and will continue to do.
0: Amen. Amen. So congratulations, honey. I'm so, I'm so happy for you. And and God's not, Finished, you know, what he's started. So he's going to continue That's right. doing that. That's right. And I think there's other things in our bodies that God's dealing with that we don't even know anything about. Thank God he is. Today, though, and we just have a few minutes left together, but I want to be able to talk about something that typically I don't do. And the Lord put it on my heart, and that is I want to talk about the fruit of the Spirit. yeah um, Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, suffering, kindness, goodness. Uh, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such, there is no law. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. In fact, that's what we we're doing with this whole thing with your body. The, the the report that we got, getting getting things in the Spirit the way that they should. And every one of us as believers have the seeds of these fruits on the inside of us. Um, They may not be manifesting right now um, in the natural, but they're there. They're inside of us, and they're dormant until we begin. I'm going to talk about what what I feel we should begin to do to make those things come to pass. But um, the reality of it is, is God has already supplied. In fact, why don't you read Genesis chapter one, verse eleven? Kind of. It bears this uh, truth.
1: It says, Then God said, Let the earth bring forth grass, the herb that yields seed, and the fruit tree that yields fruit according to its kind, whose seed is in itself on the earth, and it was so.
0: And it was so. So the seed is in itself. So God's always made provision um, for growth, and for uh, reproduction in our life. Whether that be a, another human being, whether that be a tree or a plant, God's already already put the seed inside of, oh of us or inside of it to reproduce after its own kind. And so never think that you're without. You always have something within. Uh, let's see what the New Testament profile looks like. Uh, let's look at John chapter 15, verse number 5. You want me to read that or you want to read that? I'll
1: read it. Let Go me. Ahead. It says, "I'm the vine and you are the branches." Now, this is
0: Jesus speaking here. That's
1: right. Mm-hmm. And he says, "He who abides in me right. and I in him bears Bearing much fruit; fruit. Mm-hmm. for without me you can do nothing."
0: So it's 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 important to understand that again, God has already put in the reproduction system that anything that we need to do, we can reproduce in the earth, we can create in the earth. Um, uh, There's never lack, there's never shortage because God's already supplied. Jesus says, I'm the vine, you are the branches. We know the vine supplies for the branches, and of course the branches then— I'll bring forth the fruit, and he says, "He said he who abides in me. I in him bears much fruit. We have a promise from God to bear much fruit. I would say it this way: a fruitless life is a frustrated life. Oh yeah. And if you're not bearing that fruit, it can not only frustrate you, but it can stop you in your tracks and make you feel like God's not going to come through for you. Uh, He's but he does say this as well: for without me you can do nothing. Now what I I believe in the world you can do things without God, but it brings no glory to God. Therefore, he doesn't have to shine his blessing upon you or bring favor to you. It's all by the work of your hands. Um, And that's a limitation. And he said, if you want to bear much fruit, that's a whole different scenario, not just a little fruit, but much fruit, you can do nothing without me. So again, Jesus is the vine, And I believe that we can say that it's love, LOV, you got on your, your sweatshirt this yeah. this morning, love that flows inside the branches that provides the nourishment to produce the other eight fruits. So God says, I'm going to give you these eight fruits. And again, let me just go real quick. You have the eight fruits. Let me go back over them real quick. They're the they're, they're love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. But we said that fa- actually love is what can make these things produce. And Love is what nourishes the other eight fruits. Um, there's a, a God kind of love, which is called agape love. It's, it's different from uh, a fleshly or phileo. The Bible says uh, it's where we get the word um, um, Philippians or we get the word Philadelphia, the, the mm-hmm. city of brotherly love. That's where that word comes from in the Greek. And that's a, more of a, a, a fleshly type of earthly love. But agape love is a love that is unconditional you didn't do anything to earn it. God just simply agapes you. He loves you regardless of how you even treat Him. I mean, this is how much He loves. Um, God doesn't uh, love us out of an emotion. He loves us because that's His nature. The Bible says in 1 John 4, 8, God is is love he is love and so one of the things that i have found out in this life that the enemy will attack us in honey is that he will attack us in the area of condemnation to put right. us down, to make us feel less of ourselves, almost as if God doesn't love us. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people feel like God favors other people mm-hmm. above them. How come they got the healing? How come they got the promotion? How come they got that car? <laughs> you know, or how come whatever? And and so they feel that God is a respected person, but the Bible says He's not. And so we get condemned. We feel that somehow we must have done something wrong that has put us in um, in the. Um, Uh, in the out with God rather than the in. And the, the truth is you are loved by God. While you were yet in your sin, the Bible said, while you were yet sinners, God loved us. Get a revelation of that, and so when we're condemned, it's very difficult to hear the voice of God. Very difficult to hear what God's saying because you can you can hear it, but you think it's for someone else and not specifically for you.
1: Right, and you can you get in that and and it easily get into that place of a performance kind of a thing where you feel like as if you know I have to earn God's love. So if I so do true. this, He'll love me. If I you know if I just You know, if I say this thing or if I do this thing, he'll love me. But the problem is, is that, you know, we're human and we fail and we are going to mess up. So when we do, then we automatically go to the opposite side and we say, Well, now God doesn't love me because I didn't do this or I didn't say this. And that is a horrible cycle to get into.
0: And honestly, we all fall into it. I mean, I don't care who you are. Um, The revelation of God's love has to be progressive. It's got to be day to day. Um, Spending time with Him, letting Him love on you. You go, wow, I am His favorite. And you really are. It's weird how God can have a favorite. And it's you. But it really isn't, but it really is. It's, it's a weird thing because yeah. it's unconditional. Right. You know? We
1: were in Chicago once with some friends, and it was so packed on that day. And some one of one of them, uh, I think it was one of the other couple said, yep. wow, look at all these people. I mean, we were just amazed. And out of me, it came so fast. And I just said, and to think that God loves me the best. Right. out of all of them yeah and you know and it just came out so quick and listen i've I have not had that revelation my whole life I have struggled with that love I've struggled with God do you love me you know I, I'm obviously not good enough and you know because if I was then I could be like this person over here so I had really struggled with that for years and years and years and that day, it wasn't like I had this revelation for, you know, forever. But for some reason on that day, it just came out of me. And when I heard myself say it, I knew it was God just Amen. reminding me and telling me to, you know, hey, girl, listen, I do love you the best out of everybody. That's how I want you to feel. Amen. And I was so grateful for that. So I you know, that's a revelation that you need to get. And maybe you need to say it. Maybe you might not believe it, but you need to begin to say it and hear yourself say it. And then you're gonna catch a revelation and pretty soon you are gonna just go, I have the revelation of how much God loves me.
0: Amen. Why don't you read Psalms one? 1- promise that god gives here that god promises that seed that he's put inside of you right. the tree that you become um is planted by the this water a river and the supply of water doesn't come from above it comes from the root system system that's beneath that's that is that is now uh, channeled into the river. So it's got a constant feed. It doesn't matter if it's 150 degrees and 15 degrees, you know, like, uh, like it would be arid, dry, whatever, on, on the top of the surface, as long as those roots are being supplied by the water underneath. And that's what he promises here. And then it says after that happens that it, it brings forth its fruit in its season. So we have to be patient that yeah. the fruit will come, it's 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 on its way, um, whose leaf shall not wither, uh, and whatever he does prosper. So that's a promise from God. God says, whatever you put your hand to do, it's going to prosper. And Jesus said in Matthew 12, 33, he said, you'll know the tree by its fruit, mm-hmm. okay? So we got a promise that we're, we're going to bear much fruit, we're like a tree planted by the water, um, and then it says we're going to bear fruit, but... but the fruit that we bear tells everyone and ourselves who we really are right so you can say you're something all day long but if you're not bearing the fruit of that then that's not who you really are mm-hmm. and typically it's not who you say you are in public as much as it is who you really are in private and we shouldn't determine so say well don't judge me well hold on a second that's not the kind of judgment god's talking about the judgment that it says judge not be, uh, lest you be judged is a completely different thing. It's, it's talking to bring a, uh, bring a condemnation on somebody, a judgment in who they are, that, uh, that they're condemned now. And, and it's like you, you're the judge and jury and you put them away for life or whatever. That's sort of like that. But the judgment that we can have, we can use good discernment and judgment, the Bible says. We even have the gift of discernment to know if that fruit is good for me or not if that person is good for me or not, or that opportunity is good for me or not, um, you'll know them how? By their fruit. So you can actually know uh, a situation in people by what they produce. The production of their life becomes the reality of who they are, not who they say that they are. So again, how do we know the person's fruit? Jesus said we can be a fruit inspector. How? By the things that they say. We look at the things that they say. We also look at the things that they produce. But I have found out Matthew 12, I don't know if you want to read this or not. I can read it. Uh, Verse 34 says this, Brutal vipers, Jesus said, How can you being evil speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things, and an evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. But I say to you that for every idle word men may speak, they will give account of it in the day of judgment. For by your words you'll be justified, and by your words you'll be condemned." So a moment ago, I said, it's not by the things you say, but I'm talking about the type of description you give when you know it's hypocrisy. But there are things that come out of your heart. Jesus said out of the buttons of your heart, the mouth speaks. And so we can get a pretty good idea if someone talks extensively about money— I should say excessively about money, you can quickly discern that they've got a problem with money, whether they're afraid of losing the money they have, or they're afraid uh, of, of not never having enough. But they, they certainly have some sort of problem with greed. If they're constantly talking about money, uh, if someone continues to mention things that are wrong with people, or they're saying things that are wrong with organizations, or things that are wrong with churches and their pastors or church leadership, or church programs. The, the post office, their boss, whatever, you know they have a critical and judgmental spirit. People who are, are, are new, new in our church, and sometimes they'll come up to me, and they'll start talking to me about their old church, and their old pastor, and it's disparaging. It's not a good report. Mm-hmm. and But I'm here now, and I'm so thankful you're not that kind of pastor. I'm thinking, yeah, today I'm not, <laughs> in your mind, but tomorrow I might be lunch, you know what I mean? Because, because, because the way you leave a situation is how you'll enter one. You're not walking with love that's nurturing the other eight fruits you are being critical and judgmental and it only took took me a few minutes in that conversation to learn uh that or listen to judge someone by their fruit because they're actually spewing it out of their mouth it causes suspicion it causes strife it causes division gossip and turmoil Mm-hmm. And quite frankly, I have a real problem with people who feel that they're called to the ministry of exposure, the ministry of always exposing people's faults and, and what they're doing wrong. Listen, it's pride-based. It's right. unbiblical. I don't see fault-finding as a biblical calling or a gifting that you're to have in the body of Christ. We're to pray one for another right. because you know what? lest by the grace of God there go I. In other words, I I have to thank God every day for the grace I got in my life, so why am I judging them and being fault-finding with them Mm -hmm. when I myself need that grace?
1: And have you ever found that um, people that are like that will never tell you about their faults? I mean, they they don't have any faults. They don't make any kinds of mistakes.
0: If they have a fault, it's because somebody else did something to them. That's how they they look at it. So if if I have something wrong with me, it's only because somebody else was far more wrong. Right. And therefore, it's not on me only. I am so tired of people who do not take a hit. Take your lumps. Learn early in life. That's how you get better. Successful people learn by their mistakes. They don't blame everybody else for their troubles and their problems. And that's how you get stronger. That's how you get better in life. And that's how God can trust you. And also, that's how people can trust you. Right. Because I'll tell you right now, I don't trust anybody who won't take a hit. Right. If They will not admit they're wrong. And 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 if I'm sitting with them and then I give them a challenge or a rebuke on something, but then they want to find fault with me on something, but I'm their pastor, I can tell right off the bat, they're not somebody who's trying to learn to get stronger and better.
1: Yeah.
0: Be successful. That's right. So, number one, the fruit of love. Mm-hmm. Uh, The Bible says that love is the more excellent way. Uh, Why don't you read Philippians chapter 1?
1: Yeah, verses 9 and 10 says this, And this I pray, that your love may abound still more and more in knowledge and all discernment, and that you may approve the things that are excellent, that you may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ.
0: Because we love... The people of our church and we we believe in them uh, we always try to provide excellence in what we do you know excellence in in, in the word excellence in how things look and the bible says that uh, excellence is found in love right. so the more we love the more we want to excel in how we present christ to other people, mm-hmm. you can't blame your personality as an excuse not to love somebody. Well, you know, it's just not, I'm not a lovey dovey type of person. I'm not a hugger. I'm out of this. I'm out of that. Or I have a certain type of personality. You know, I'm Italian or I'm black or I'm Hispanic. I mean, everybody has these excuses as you to. We used
1: to use that when we first got married for yeah. a long time. You'd be like, you know, mad and yelling and everything, then you'd be like, well, it's just because I'm Italian. And uh, And, and there's
0: some truth to culture, but it's not an excuse. Exactly. It's not an excuse. In Ephesians 3.16, Paul prayed for the Ephesians that the Holy Spirit would indwell their personalities. He said that he, God, would grant you according to their riches, to the riches, rather, of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. The inner man, honestly, is your personality. Why don't you read, uh, honey, the personality uh, defined by Webster's.
1: Um, It says, That which makes you a distinct individual, or the thing that constitutes individuality. The to, uh, totality of qualities and traits, as of character or behavior, that are peculiar, peculiar to an individual, distinctive traits of mind and behavior. That's a hard
0: word, peculiar. That is tough. Our personalities are combined, uh, our combination of our God-given temperament and the things that have happened in our lives from from the past, um, obviously that have formed and modeled us as individuals. So. Um, I, I think, I think a lot of times our personality needs healing. Um, I see people all the time that we deal with in the church world and, you know, people are going through stuff and I get it. And, and, um, you know, I just, for instance, you're not born insecure and I know you people get insecure, but you're not born that way. Everybody starts off in life the same way and you really do become a product of your environment. And again, that's not an excuse but there's truth to it if one baby gets the love and attention and nurture that it needs it's going to grow up more confident if that child's told who they are and that they're important that they're going to be something special in life and there's constant outpouring of love given to that child that child has a higher rate of being successful than a child who did not receive that who felt like that child didn't feel like it was wanted he or she was wanted um That child certainly did feel loved, uh, always yelled at, demeaned, uh, told they were no good. Oh, my goodness. That child has a higher risk of an unsuccessful life simply by being a product of their environment. And so I'm a big proponent of parents being involved in their life. You know, Um, even when people, when their marriages break up. You know, husband. The, the, I'm sorry, fathers should still be involved in the children's life because they need that love, especially after a breakup. Because it's a rejection off the bat, children feel the tearing of the soul of of a of a marriage, and they feel this. They they go through it together. It's a divorce for them too, so they need to feel love that gives them a higher chance for success in life.
1: That's why the word of God is so important too, because maybe you know you're an adult now and you didn't have that you know, um, that love that was instilled in you. You didn't have those words spoken over your life to tell you who you are. That's why the word of God is so important because as you begin to read the word of God and, you know, if you're new to reading the word, start in the new Testament. Um, and you begin to see the love of God. You begin to find out who, what God says about you as your father, that he begins to tell you how incredible you are and marvelous and unique Amen. and how much he loves you. Amen. And that will begin to change. You might not be able to go back and change what happened to you as a child, but you can begin at this moment, to begin to understand who you are through the words of God.
0: I honestly think that people that mistreat people, um, and you think, well, where are they coming from? They may misdiagnose the situation because of their own personal insecurities that's going on. And, um, I, you know, for instance, you're walking in a hallway and somebody whispers and they look at, you know, to, to a friend and they look at you and then you instantly think, Oh, they're thinking something bad about me, talking something down about me. Um, and that comes from a place of insecurity and every single person, uh, who doesn't watch it, um, can walk in a degree of insecurity. I remember years ago we were um, in Rockford, Illinois. We we're down and we are trying to find a place to eat. We decided to go into a Popeyes of all places and get something to eat. At the time we were on television in Rockford two times a day, um, five days a week. And so um, you know, you could but you're just yourself and you're just going into the Popeyes to get what you want. And the guy's looking at me all funny and he keeps looking at me up and down What in the world's wrong with this guy? You know? And then uh, a guy from the back, he he kinda does a double take, looks at me, and he's looking at me funny. I'm thinking, what did I do? Here I am. I'm just, I just walking into a Popeyes, and then all of a sudden, guy whispers to somebody, and then this other person was on the phone, and they come over, and said, "Oh yeah, man, aren't you that guy on TV that you know the, the, my grandmother watches you every day and all this kind of stuff?" And I was like, "Yeah, that's me, praise God." But at the time I'm like, "I'm about ready to throw down. What's going to happen? I fight my way out of Popeyes because I felt the insecurity." You know, what I'm talking about.
1: Mm -hmm. exactly
0: amen let me ask you a question is god's love revealed through um your life or is it or is it something that it's talked about only or is it something that's actually seen why don't you read romans chapter 5
1: uh romans 5 5 says this the love of god is shed abroad in your heart
0: so god's love is where God's love is in us. 1 right. John 4, 12 says, no one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us, and his love has been perfected in us.
1: Let me read that out of the Passion Translation, because I, yeah. I like how it adds a little bit more in It says, no one has ever gazed upon the fullness of God's splendor. But if we love one another, God makes his permanent home in us and we make our permanent home in him and his love is brought to its full expression in us i love how god says it's it becomes a permanent thing and when that becomes a permanent thing when we are in god and god is in us that it's brought that love of god that that um that love that we have for one another comes to full expression and i love that because expression just it, to me that means so much yeah it's not just a one thing but it's a full expression of god's love in us
0: man i believe according to scripture that love is is brought to completion of that full expression you're talking about of the passion uh, when we love others. And in other words, God's love, which was poured into us, it's inside of us, has made a full circle. It's come full circle. And when we close our heart of compassion to other people, we stop up the love that God has placed on the inside of us. And it's easy to do, especially in today's world, to think of me, myself, and I, and what I'm going through in my life, and my finances, and my world, um, whatever the case may be, even my health first uh, John 3 17 says but whoever has this world's goods and sees his brother in need and shuts up his heart from him how does the love of god abide in him you know how you want to get rid of selfishness start blessing on the people right start giving to people give to people the very thing you need if it's a fi- if it's finances finances you need you know it's a couple bucks to the guy in the corner that's that's struggling um you know if it's if it's love you need Show someone love. Give some. Call somebody, uh, and 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 love them. If it's if it's um, if it's um, you know, I don't know what else. You want to
1: be if you want friends in your life. Yeah, be friendly. Be friendly you know. If exactly, you, um, you know, there's 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 so much that we can get so consumed with what we want and how we're going to get it, but maybe it's just being a blessing to somebody else that opens up Amen. the door. To bring a blessing back into your life.
0: Well, you reap what you sow, right? And so that's the whole point. That seeds inside of you of love to spread out the God, the God kind of love, loving people unconditionally, not trying to get something from them. Um, operating in in love is actually a choice. It's not a feeling. It's not an emotion. Feelings and emotions can be connected to it, to love, but that's not the beginning. It's a choice. It's an action. Love shows action. I love you. I care for you, and I'll show you that I care for you. Thank God that Jesus didn't just, or God didn't just love us, but his love was action. For God so loved the world that he gave right. his only begotten son. He showed action with his love. Um, it's the same thing in a marriage. I mean, you don't, one guy said, one wife was complaining one time, says, honey, you just never tell me you love me anymore. He said, well, I did 30 years ago when I married you on the day I married you. He said, if I change my mind, I'll let you know, you know, but that's how maybe a man thinks, but that's not how a woman thinks. And so, you know, but it, even with that, I think you would grow weary of me saying, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you, but I don't do anything that's loving. Right. Um, you want to show that action. Um Amen. I don't Amen. know. You know what I want to put in there?
1: No, that's, I feel like that's, I'm talking the whole time. No, no, no. You're doing good.
0: We have to believe in the love of God. First John four sixteen says we are to believe in the love God has for us. Listen, God loves us because He wants to, not because He's obligated to, not because we, not because He doesn't want to. He wants to. Certainly not because we deserve it. Right. He loves us because that's what He loves to do. He loves to love His people. And I'm a faith preacher, but I, I, I want to tell you. Uh, that faith will not produce results unless we are walking in love. Um, it's it's all over the scriptures.
1: Right. Let me read Mark eleven twenty two 22 mm-hmm. um, through 26. It says, So Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. Yeah. For surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, Be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore I say, I say to you, Whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive them. That your father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your father in heaven forgive your trespasses. Amen. That's I mean, that is you know, sometimes that's a really tough scripture verses to read. And those are some of those things that you just kind of want to just black out you know, in, in the Word because it's like, wait a second, I want the forgiveness of God, but sometimes it is very hard to forgive others. And you can't forgive. You can't have a heart of forgiveness if you're not operating in a heart of love.
0: That's right. Well, I mean, I, if you get involved with people in whatever capacity, whether that's your job, church, a club, whatever you're going to have opportunity for unforgiveness, right? right? But you also have opportunity for forgiveness. It's a power. It it really is a power. It's an enablement to be able to have that, that kind of authority and power to say, I release you. I forgive you. I let it go. I and just you know, think the problem <laughs> I have with some people is they don't understand that they've also done some things that people will need to forgive them of right. as well. But.
1: Well, what I, what I have found with forgiveness, you, you really won't walk in unforgiveness a lot if you are careful not to receive offenses. Yeah. Because when you're offended, that's when the unforgiveness comes in. So we all have offense that comes to us all the time. There's, there's things that happen, things that are being said, you know, things that somebody else does or whatever, that is an opportunity to get offended. But the thing is you have a choice whether you're going to receive that offense or not. Yeah. So if you, you know, in fact, there was a thing that just came just the other day to me and I recognize. wait a second, this is an offense. And I have a choice right at this moment to get offended by what was said. And, and everything looked justified. I mean, I would have been justified to be offended. That's right. But what would happen is if I would have received that offense and taken it and been offended by that, now it's going to grow. It's going to fester. I'm not going to be able to walk, you know, effectively in love in this situation. I will probably end up walking in a lot of unforgiveness. And now it's just it begins like that snowball that just is rolling down the mountain that just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So I had to at the you know right from the beginning say wait a second. I am not going to take offense to this and receive it as mine but I have got to figure out Lord how to walk in love because I know love is what is going to bring healing in the situation what is going to bring peace in this situation right. and so you know we can you know not have to deal with a lot of unforgiveness if at the very beginning that we don't take that offense as our own and become offended and begin to walk in that.
0: It really is true. And and I, I try my best that when I'm offended to deal with it immediately. And there's been times I've let things hang on. I'm not a grudge holder, as you know, but um, I might react too quick on a situation and anger, but my, my deal's not grudge holding. Um, but I, I recognized there was some there was a grudge that I had and I I I I made amends. I called the person, I you know, and talked and and um, I, it was by the spirit of God and and things are great. You know, it's just taking that step to go, I need to care enough even if it's not right now for that person. I need to care enough for me and my destiny right. and what God wants from me right. to be obedient and to just let this thing go, you know. And and every time, um, you know, God wins, and I win, and and guess what? That, that thing, it really, it really wasn't something like just it was gnawing at me at all. But from time to time, I think of it, it, just would make me upset. And I thought, I'm just going to get rid of this thing. And so I, I thank God that I did, and everything's great, by the way. So I think what we should, honey, let's pray for people. Maybe this whole program has gone down to about offenses, because to walk in love, we can't be offended, you know. Right. Let's pray for the people that, that the, spirit offense, the spirit of offense be broken off of them. Right. People that maybe are dealing with this rejection thing, and it's a constant thing that comes up in them, the blame game, being offended with everybody else, rather than looking and, and internalizing, turning the mirror on themselves and going, oh, maybe this is the reason why I'm being treated a certain kind of way. Right. Go ahead.
1: You know, um, 1 Peter 4.8, let me read the Scripture verse before we pray. And it says, most important of all, that's, I mean, that's pretty, you know, important when it says most important of all. of all, yeah. it says, continue to show deep love for each other for love makes up for many. And I want you to listen to this version that was just, it blew me away. It says for love makes up for many of your faults It doesn't say, for love makes up for many of every single person around you. It makes up for your parents' fault. It makes up for, um, you know, your boss's fault. It makes up for your neighbor's fault. It doesn't go into that. It just says, for love makes up for many of your faults. Right. And what you just, you know, what my husband just said is that, you know, let's not be the type of people that want to point our finger at everybody else because it is easy to do. Yeah. And and we can feel justified and we, we can get everybody to side with us and say, yes, we're right. But what that word of God is saying, most important of all, continue to show love for each other, for love makes up for many of your faults. And so right now, can we just pray, pray together yeah. and just, you know what, Lord? Glory to God. First of all, We want to take this opportunity, God, to just say to you, Lord, forgive us. Lord, if it's something that we've done, maybe it's something we've said. Maybe it's something we didn't say or did or didn't do that maybe has brought some kind of offense in in, in a relationship. So, Lord, first of all, let's just look at ourselves. We're going to look at ourselves and say, Lord, forgive us. That, Father, what we've done or said, Father God, that you would just, you know— cleanse our hearts give us father god a true understanding give us a revelation of what has been done so that lord that we can make amends so that we can begin the healing process right now That's right. and healing father god maybe we can't go to that person maybe it's it's too far in the past or maybe it's just you know through discernment we know it's not going to come out the way it should but father we just start right now and just showing love To that situation, love to that person, love to that group, Father God, whatever it might be. Maybe it's just showing love to ourselves, God. We need healing just so that we can begin to love ourselves again. Maybe, Father God, we just want to just tell you right now we're sorry that we've treated you without love. We haven't shown you love that you deserve, Father. And we just ask for forgiveness in that that at this moment, God, we want a fresh start. We want all offense to be gone. Thank you. We are not going to walk as offended people anymore because we want to walk in the joy and the peace and the love and the comfort, Father God, and the kindness, the gentleness, the fruit of the Spirit, Father God. We want to walk in those things. We want to be productive in those things. And we start at this moment of repentance and at this moment of just saying, Lord, we're going to take the first step and walking out the love of God in our lives now in Jesus' name.
0: Amen. and Amen. Praise God. You know what I love about these programs is that it never quite goes the way you think. And we start off talking about the fruit of the spirit, but actually it's more on love and offense. And you feel you feel the primary thing is on offense. People dealing with that because they can't walk in love and they can't attain the fruit of the spirit without without uh, being healed from offense. So we just pray pray and believe God with you even this week that you're going to start feeling a difference. And then take authority. Just take authority over every situation. And remember, the power God gave you, not to other people, gave you, gave you the power to forgive and to release things in the Spirit. Probably we'll find out, too, most of the time things done to you are not done on purpose. That's
1: right. People didn't
0: mean to hurt you. If they didn't mean to hurt you, then it's innocent. Then it's innocent, and it's easier to forgive.
1: That's right. Some some things people have done to us because they they didn't know better. Right. It's easy to go. Well, they should have, but maybe that's the way they were brought up, and that's the yeah. only thing you know that was done to them. So there's so many different things that could be you know tied into that. But it's just saying today, making the decision that we're going to just. This, this is how we're going to start walking out our life. And you know what? We want you to like and share this. Yes If there was a love button, we'd love to, you know, we could hit love but go ahead and just like and share, share this because there are people that are just wounded. there are people that you know they're stuck in depression or they're just stuck in a rut and they need to hear this word that Amen. they can begin to start afresh today so make sure like and share and you know comment down below let us know that you know hey i'm letting go of offense. i'm gonna walk in love put some hearts on there let us know that you're that you're listening and that you're agreeing with us and and we love it when you
0: amen. do that and amen be blessed everyone until next time god bless you